everybody, welcome to Pink Fog Trans in Spain. It's episode number 32. Um, as I said last week, um, Rachel is not with us this week. And I wasn't expecting to do a podcast, but I've got a stand-in. Um, my lovely wife's help decided she'll stand in for Rachel. Hi! <laughs> so hi everybody, and hi to my lovely wife, who's not been home from work long. And also, she's not very well. I had a bit of a bug a couple of weeks ago. She got it from me, and it's lingering. So, but as you do in Spain, she's gone to a chemist and got antibiotics. So hopefully, you're on your way. So if I sound like an 80-year-old smoker, <laughs> I'm not. You don't need an appointment or a prescription in Spain to get antibiotics. So it's, it's quite handy in that respect. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. Um, as usual, my email address is sweetlips12 at gmail.com, sweetlips with a double P. And don't forget on the Spotify um, cast that my blog is underneath my blog details. So please sign up to that blog and for all the updates. Um, please send us your topics and feedback and your questions. That would be great. Thank you very much. Right. I've usually got Rachel Button in now, by now, so it's a bit, bit odd, isn't it? Um, just before we go anywhere, something I found out this week, it's not trans-related, but it's just something I found out this week, and I don't know whether I knew it or I didn't know it, but it's, a, it's specific to Spain. In Spain, you're not allowed to stand in a parking space and save it for somebody. Are you, you know, not? No, you know the way you just stand in a parking space? Oh, you get out, save me that space, I'll go round and I'll, I'll get it. You're not allowed to do it. It's illegal and you can get a fine up between 80 and 200 euros. Um, the rider on it is, uh, if there's a pedestrian area nearby for you to stand, you should stand there. You should never, ever stand in a parking space or you're liable to get a fine. Not that there'll be anyone there to fine you, but just thought. And the other one is, it's also illegal to straddle over the line of two parking spaces and you can't take up two spaces. Oh, they always do that here. They always do that. They always do that. Um, and if you see that... In a park, car park, where there's another space available um, for them to, to, to park properly, you can call the police and that's 80 to 200 euro fine as well. So that's a bit of a, that's just something that got sent to me in one of my Spanish thingies that I have. There's a lot of things you can't do in Spain that you can do in England, like you can't wash your car. In the street. In the street. You have to drive it into your garden or you, take it to a car wash you can't drive in flip-flops you can't have your arm out the window you can't have anything on your back seat yeah yeah and yet people drive with all sorts sticking out of their hatchbacks don't they like three-piece sweets and <laughs> stuff and you think what <laughs> you see that all the time Okay, so usually I'm going to follow the normal route and please chip in because what I've been up to in the last week you've probably been either part of or know about anyway. So um, what have I been up to last week? Well, I went out with last Monday with, with, with Rachel and um, for the first time this year we were able to stay out all night outside without um, going inside because it's too cold. So that time of the year has come. Um, I've described all that on my blog. Um, with a couple of photographs of me outside um, in the cool air around about midnight just before I came home. So um, please have a look at that if you're interested in the full story. And if you're not, don't bother. Okay, um, I've had more discussions on my tattoos. I think I've mentioned it a couple of times. Um, they're very masculine, very male, and I'm getting them neutralised. Um, some people would say feminised, but no, they've got to stay neutral because I spend part of my life as one and part of my life as another. So um, next Tuesday, hopefully, I'm going to be getting my tattoos neutralised. I'm worried they're going to look too girly when you're <laughs> you in your male mode. They're going to be coloured. They're, they're, they're Celtic symbols. And they're going to have pastel colours put on them. Going to be One of them's... I don't know what you'd describe that as. What would you describe that as? It's like... Um, like little knives, isn't it, or something? They're going to be coloured in in pastel colours. So the light blue, the light pink, the light green, light orange, light whatever. In fact, everything but red, um, I've, I've said. Um, okay, we went shopping. 
um, I bought a new pair of shoes at Dichmann's, Dichmann's, where my wife outed me to the staff. I did. Are you going to explain it or shall I? You can explain it. Right. I was waiting in the queue. I found a nice pair of white shoes with a little heel on. And I was waiting in the queue and I got to the front and she started trying to sell me those padded things that stop your feet sliding. Sell them to me. That's right. You were I standing. At the side. She looked at you and about two feet away from me and picked the shoes up, looked at you, pointed them at you and started trying to sell them to you. And you said what? They're not for me, they're for him. <laughs> she, she looked confused. No, I said they're for her. They're I didn't for say her. him, did I? I said they're for her. Yeah, I she looked, I'm, I'm, bear in mind I was in male mode at this time. but I think I did say they're for him, actually, because you were in male mode. I think yeah. you did. I think you did. She looked very puzzled. She looked between the two of us, looked at you, looked at me, looked at... And then realised probably that was a size 42 yeah. or size 9. And then and then she shut up then, didn't she? Yeah, Just... she didn't say anything else. <laughs> So that was quite funny. I, I didn't even notice the people behind me because people don't do the one and a half metres anymore, do no. they? They just stand right behind you in the queue. They're usually quite good at the one and a half metres in Spain, but they didn't, so probably other people <laughs> heard as well. Uh, it was quite funny. And I got a new skirt from C&A, and my wife here got a lovely new dress. I did. Which unfortunately fitted, because I have my eye on it. I know, I could tell you <laughs> wanted it, and I'm like, he's not, she's, she, he's not having it. <laughs> it's mine. Oh, my God. So, that was the last week. Is there anything the last week that you want to... I mean, I dressed here on Saturday and Sunday, didn't I? We went out on Friday night ourselves. And stayed out all, well, stayed all night after midnight, didn't we? Yeah. Had a lovely, we chatted to another couple from Manchester. Came home couple. very drunk. Yeah. You, you said again um, for about the third time this month, I'm never drinking again. Yeah. You said that Saturday morning, yeah, Saturday Yeah, when I woke up with a hangover, feeling sick. <laughs> and hopefully we're going to see Top Gun on Friday. We are. It's supposed to be out in Spain on Thursday, so you went and cleverly booked two tickets. Thinking I'd get the first first one to see it. But it was in Spanish. But it's in Spanish <laughs> so on Thursday. So to go Friday because that's the first day it's in yeah, English. it's in English so. on Friday. Tarabiaca Cinema do six o'clock showings in English Every with night. Spanish subtitles. Yes. So we're going and, to see it. Yeah. And from what I've heard from people on my Facebook who stayed up all night to watch it last night, there was a showing at like two in the morning or something daft. And they're going, oh my God, I've never seen a better film in my life. Ten out of ten. You've got to go and see it. <laughs> So there you go. So we are going on Friday, and possibly Rachel might be coming with us as well, oh. and her wife. Lovely. So there you go. Right. So uh, on to the news. The news this week. I thought it was going to be fairly quiet, and then in the last twenty-four hours, something's taken over. Well, certainly social media. I've not seen it on um, on the main media news on TV or anything. But it's about Ricky Gervais' new Netflix show. It's caused a hell of a fuss. A lot of the LGBT groups aren't very happy because he started punching down. And um, I don't know how much anyone listening here knows about the punching up and punching down. But back in the day, back in the 70s, uh, traditional comedians always punched down. They had to go at people who were uh, weak, defenceless, um, under oppression. Uh, it was always anti-black jokes, anti-women jokes. anti. It was always punching down. And the big uh, from the 80s, people started punching up to say, hang on, you know, um, there's a change here. Um, it's cleverer to punch up than punch down because people are... Yeah, it's not very clever, it's bullying, basically. So, he's, uh, his new show on Netflix has been released. And the LGBT groups, like I said, have not been very happy about it because he's particularly had a go at the trans community, but he's also had a go at the LGB community. Um, the supposed jokes about trans women. He's made jokes about trans women going into toilets to rape women, amongst other negative trans stuff. Now, you've, if you've heard some of my previous or some of our previous podcasts, you'll know about the issue about toilets as it's the new battleground for trans people. But the bottom line is no woman's ever been raped in a toilet by a trans woman. 
and I know it's a joke, I know it's c c comedy and everything else, but he, he's following this media um, thing about trans women are a danger to women in toilets. Um, he's called, during his show, he called cis women. I know you don't like... I hate, I hate... I don't like the term cis women. It has been around for quite some time, but it's, it's the only... What else do you call it? Because trans women are... If you say real women, trans women are real women. But there's trans women and... Say genetic women, I would argue. Mm -hmm. I would argue genetic women. Genetic... There's only my private parts that were, wasn't female. The rest is. So... Um, some people would say that, but the bottom, um, you're making, you're going off subject. No, this, this, this is, this is, oh, for God's sake, this is, this is around the, the, the cis thing. And I know you don't like it, which is why I brought it up. He's called cis women, old fashioned and dinosaurs, which is obviously is sort of, oh look, cis women aren't real women anymore. It's trans women. Um, and the one, they're the ones with wounds. And he played out a theme about a trans woman and the cis women sharing a toilet, followed by a joke about rape. Um, and I know I, I, I always say I try not to make it political, but it is a right-wing narrative that women are under under siege by trans women in toilets, which is completely ridiculous. Um, he also had a go at LGB people, saying how great AIDS was in the 80s. Now, the bottom line in this, I've only read the... Um, I've only read this story on the Huff Post. I've only read snippets of it on Twitter and a little bit on Facebook. So, and I've not seen the the show, so I can't comment. And it's a lot of this is about context, isn't it? Mm. Often people write it and call it a day, read it and think that that's wrong. Yeah, it fits into a context. So I always have that rider about me, really. But um, but I often wonder whether if he'd have substitutes the word trans for black would he still have a career today mm. and he wouldn't dare do that in a million years he wouldn't dare say you're a danger in the toilet if a black man's in there with you he wouldn't dare say it would yeah. he he would not say that so you can say all you like about oh i'm just trying to be satirical i'm just trying to be this but he knows full well what he's doing he's not stupid um I, uh, there's, there's been many comedians um, who have come out against him. A couple have come out for him, and quite a few have come out against him, and I, I'm going to do a blog about it in the next few days and uh, on my blog and link a video by James Acaster from 2019 in one of his shows before the lockdown about edgy comedians, which is very, very good. It's off YouTube. It's only about, the, the snippet's only about a minute long. But it does show um, the ridiculousness of the so-called edgy com comedians having a go and punching down. And it's very good. I won't try and explain it here. Just go on my blog and have a look. Um, so my emphasis is always difficult with comedy. There's always a danger of taking things out of context. He says things for comic effect. This has brought out the transphobes and homophobes on social media. Actually, because it's the Huff Post. There's, some, there's quite a lot of support for trans and LGB people because it's quite a left-sided, so there was a bit of, of sympathy. But a lot of homophobes and a lot of transphobes were on there c coming out with the same sort of stuff and worse on the social media. And the thing about Netflix is they always say, if we have anything to do with hate, we won't, we won't publish. So what their, what their standard is for hate is interesting. Okay, um, I always say picking on vulnerable groups is often dangerous. And as for the toilets, with women at risk of rape from men, and men trying to distance some distance themselves from rape, is also a bit cheap because he's, he's blaming trans women for rape, not men. So that was the that was the one that came out today. Um, so and then another one that came out a couple of days ago. An employee at the Headland Hotel in Cornwall has posted some nasty, unprovoked comments about India Willoughby on Twitter. And I mention Windy, India Willoughby quite a lot. Um, she's on Twitter and she's got about, I think, about 45,000 followers. And a trans woman um, who's quite an activist in the area without being nasty. Um, she's, she's very good. And some of the posts she's had about the, from this woman, she's calling her a man and 
various things. Um, so if you go again, if you go on Twitter and have a look at her, you'll see the posts underneath. Anyway, in true fashion, she's complained to the Headland Hotel. One of your staff has been sending me these um, these horrible messages, and they are horrible messages. They're not tweets; they're just messages. And um, your what? Your man, L M A O. Back my house off. You're a man, LMAO. Fake little, little fake woman. Get help, faggot. That was one of her messages to India Willoughby. The hotel has apologised and promised to look into the comments. Lots of trans people on Twitter have complained, and the hotel have replied to every single one saying, She'll get I'm really sacked, sorry. Well, today, the, 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 the way it is today is they've said she's denied it. Um, we don't know where, where we're up to with it at the moment, but all I've seen is she's denied the girl's denied it. Now it's her, it's got a photograph on. She says she works at the hotel and her partner works in the as a chef or a, in the kitchens or something. And um, so the two of them work there and um, she's denying it. And of course, and people are often saying she's hacked, oh, she's been hacked, but her social media account went down very quickly after this came out and a lot of people were saying if you've been hacked you wouldn't be able to close your account and block messages mm. straight away um, because it's been hacked yeah so there's something iffy going on there and the final one and it's not trans but i just found it interesting because of the eco sort of the eco world we live in and the the anti what was it the the global warming, the, the, the climate change, change and stuff like that, yeah. Before 2015, Texas didn't have earthquakes, hardly ever. And if they did, it was a slight rumble. Since 2015, when they had six earthquakes over the Richter scale of three, and we have them here, don't we? And mm. they're usually about, what, 2.8? Yeah. Uh, but, but you feel them. Yeah. You know? Um, six earthquakes over three. The following year, 2016, they got six again. And in the next four years, they rose and rose and rose until last year they had 181. me. And the first three months of this year, there's been 59 already. Add together the small earthquakes of under three, and there's thousands every year now when they never got any. There have been four over 4.5 in the last two years. This is to a state. This it, it, is it California that usually gets them, and one other state yeah. in America that usually gets them back. There's been four over four point five in the last two years, none and none before. When you get to over five, it inflicts major damage on homes and buildings. What's happened since two thousand fifteen? What ha started in two thousand fifteen that never happened before? Fracking. Fracking. Where they indeed they go down, drill, throw water into it and, and it expands the air that now you can put two and two together and make whatever you like over that i just thought it was interesting while i was looking for the trans stuff i thought that was quite interesting britain beware because they're trying to get it particularly they're trying to get it up north aren't they away yeah. from westminster so beware everybody just um if you if you want further information just have a little look okay So, this week's topic, this week's topic is meet my wife. <laughs> She's, <laughs> oh God, why am I so nervous? <laughs> <laughs> you should be. Oh my God. Um, kindly stepped in um, to offer her view on all this stuff. A wife's perspective. A wife's perspective. As you know, I think it's June, the, the exact date was June the 26th. Two years ago, I came out and told her over a couple of beers in a local bar where we lived. Uh, and I thought you took it quite coolly, calmly, and collectively. And I don't know, you were never out, you were never outraged or anything like that. And I've got a couple of quite a few a handful of questions written down here, and I don't know what the hell you're going to say. <laughs> so let's let's. I mean, it will be of interest because I know there's people on here, trans people as well, crossdressers and people you know married to crossdressers or, or know of, and it may be of interest to them. Um, and again, I don't know what you're going to say, so it's not been planned this at all, other than I'll do it next week. 
So, my first question was, it's been nearly two years. Did you ever have an inkling about me before those two years? Not a clue. Not a clue. No. I, I remember saying to you, there were a couple of things that happened after the, I came out, looking back, and you thought, do you remember the, the dressing gown I bought? Yeah, you had like a silky dressing gown. Yeah. And I remember thinking you're like Ken Barlow on Coronation <laughs> Street with his silky dressing gown. Yeah, but this was a short, sexy one. That was a... This is a I, didn't, a, I didn't see them as sexy. See, I just thought it was... Oh, right. See, yeah, but it's a nice... What, what colour is it? Purpley? What's yeah. the light purple colour? Lilac? Yeah. Is that it? With flowers on and stuff like that. And you... Yeah, that's... that's but there were a couple of things I think we've mentioned over the years, but not an awful lot. Okay. Um, what were your first thoughts? Um, we were had had a few to drink, so I didn't really take it seriously. Oh, God. And then when we were at home and you came out the first night out onto the terrace, you said, I'm going to go and get dressed now. And you came out onto the terrace. And my first thought was, oh, my God, he looks like a member of his family, a female member of his family. <laughs> and it freaked me out because I just didn't expect it. I didn't expect you to look like her, and you look the spitting image of her. Um, so it was I my was, sister. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. to say that. But yeah, anyway. just so, to mention names. So, yeah, it was your sister. sister. And um, my first comment was, you're going to have to get rid of that wig and buy a short blonde wig, because she had long, dark, curly hair. And you had a long, dark, curly wig. So that completely freaked me out. It did. I didn't expect you to... I just didn't expect you to look like her at all, and you looked the spitting image of her. So that really threw me. Apart from that, I didn't think anything of it. Um, I did think it was... I thought you were a cross-dresser. So I did didn't, I. I didn't think you were trans. I thought you were a cross-dresser. So did I. And I did think it would be a phase. And once you'd done it a few times, you'd get it out of your system. And then that would be it. Um, oh. Obviously now, I know it's a lot deeper than that. It's a lot more deep-rooted. And it's not a cross-dresser, you are trans. And I think if it wasn't for me, you would be a woman, more or less, all the time. Mm. A phase. Interesting, yeah. That's your first thought. Yeah, of course. I remember the wig. I've still got it, but I won't. I will never wear it. Um, and we were talking about providing a surface, surface service to people who want to go out for the first time, me and Rachel, and... I'm gonna, that wig is going to be donated to that cause. <laughs> but they say one of the things they do when, when, when you want to wear a wig, because I just shaved all my hair off, because I can't grow it, basically, but um, have as, a wig as near to your natural colour as possible, which is why I went for that. And it, at the, wigs that colour do not work. I've Only on you, because... No, no, for me, it didn't yeah. work. I went to two hairdressers. I've been to one twice and another one once, and they just don't look right. Darker, brown wigs don't look right. Well, you just, no, I don't think they don't look right. You just prefer to be blonde. You like the look of blonde. It doesn't look like you don't mm. look right in brown. You just prefer... Do you think that's a feeling I have inside then? Because I think I look masculine when I've got I, brown I hair. I dye my hair. I, I dyed it brown once and I absolutely hated it. Yeah. So it's not really anything to do with trans. It's what your, what you think you look best in, and you look better in your blonde wigs than you did in that. So one of the things that happened very quickly, and I don't know whether it was that time when I first came out dressed, but you it might have been actually because you said to me, right, you come out dressed on the Saturday night, and I'll do your makeup. Do you remember that? Yeah. Was that that first time? I can't remember. No. I don't think so. I think do you remember that? Yeah. I remember, because you came out done completely, yeah. so I didn't do it then. Yeah. So that, do you remember that first time when you just did my makeup? I remember doing your makeup, yeah. And you stood, yeah, and you obviously, that was in the, what do we call it, the honeymoon period of thinking it was a phase. Yeah. Yeah, because I thought it was a cross-dresser as well. And it was very quickly realised I wasn't. In fact, it took me days to realise. Well, when I say days, days of dressing. So it might have been over a period of a month and I dressed about five or six times. Five, I will include, I'll say that's five or six days, five or six times. Yeah. I realised I wasn't. Um, which is, which, it comes as a shock to you, yourself, not, not just you. It comes as a shock to me because you learn about stuff. 
but there are people that are just cross-dressers and are happy with Of course that. there is. There's, 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 there's such a wide variety of people. Um, okay. Um, I mean, how did it affect you and how has it affected you over the two years? I think initially it was just, I'll just go along with it. Um, you can you can sort of dress now and again and um, just play it by ear. But now it's become now a way of our life. Um, I've accepted that if I want to stay with you and we want to stay together as a couple, I have to accept it. I don't have a choice. Um, so we've managed to work it out so that most of the time you're in male mode and then a couple of nights you dress up. And that sort of works. I wouldn't, I do not want to be married to a woman. So I don't want you to do it permanently or full time. And I've told yeah. you that. Yeah. Uh, and it's getting the balance right because I know a lot of the time you're frustrated because you can't do it more than you want to. Yeah. Um, and the only time you go out dressed up is with Rachel. We have been out, the four of us, with you and Rachel and me and his, his her wife, uh, and the four of us, and that's been fine. But predominantly, when you go out, it's a separate part of your life. You get dressed here. You normally go out when I'm at work anyway. And then occasionally I'll pick you up at, like, midnight and come home. Yeah. Other nights you stay over. I was very against you staying over. We were. Because we've never done that in our married life. No. And I didn't want to change what our married life was. But then it was getting a pain in the ass to come and pick you up every every week. <laughs> and I'm all settled. And then at half 11, 12 o'clock, I've got to go out, drive all the way to Torvieco, pick you up, bring you back. So it became a bit of a, you go out and I'll just watch telly. And then I started to actually enjoy my nights because I can just watch all my crap on telly that you don't normally like. I don't like going to bed on my own. I hate going upstairs no. to bed on my own. Um, I do sleep a little bit better. I tend to sleep a bit longer and I can sprawl out all across the bed. Um, I still don't really like it, the fact that we sleep apart. I don't either. Isn't that a strange one? Because I, I miss you when I'm not here. I am. I'm sleeping in Carla's clothes. Yeah, I miss you. Mm. And... Um, it's it's one of those strange, you know, the fact that I'm away doesn't mean I don't I'm not here in in spirit and in heart. Heart. Um, I find it very hard to be affectionate to Carla, as you know. I won't hold your impossible. hand. I won't kiss you. I won't. I'll hug you. you. Do, you've done the Spanish I kiss, doing haven't a hug you? And a Spanish of, kiss, yeah. but like the uh, one night I think we were sat on the sofa and you went to get my hand and I don't like it. I don't. I don't want to be affectionate with Carla. She's not somebody I want to be affectionate with. Why? Because if it was... Because I'm, I'm affectionate with If it's a member Paul, of your family. Yeah, but know. I wouldn't even like be affectionate with them, no. to be honest. No. Don't sit there. But I'm married mm. to Paul. I'm not married to Carla. Carla's an, an inconvenience. Um, um, so it's it's something that I don't feel comfortable with. Um, and I don't know if I ever will, to be honest. Mm. Mm. No, I don't. And, and two years on, you, I'd have thought there'd have been some sort of change if you were going to come round to that, and there yeah. hasn't been anything else. There, I think it? we've got to the stage now, whereas this is as far as I'm happy for it to go. I did get a bit of a wobble when I thought this is it for the rest of my life. I remember you saying. This is Things now, aren't going to get any different. In fact, they'll probably only get worse because you'll want to do it more and more and I'm not happy for you to do it more and more. And I I mourned a bit. It sounds very dramatic, but I mourned our future because I felt that when we retired, we would spend our time travelling around the world and going off for months, maybe two months at a time, and I don't see where Carla would fit in in that. Thailand? <laughs> no. I don't want to go on holiday with Carla. No. I want to go on holiday with you my went, male You took part. me away for my birthday. I did for three days, but not on a proper holiday. That was a fantastic When day. I go on a proper holiday, I want to go with the male part of you, not mm. Carla. I don't want Carla to come on holiday. It's like she has mm. to stay at home. And then I know even when we've been to England, you've missed being able to dress as Carla because we've been there for a week or ten days. And you sort of felt... That's interesting because I speak to Rachel about this and 
I'm when I was in England in February and in March into April, I was able to talk about Carla while I was there, which bridges the gap. I can also do my blog. I can also, re you know, do stuff like that. Whereas Rachel can't, because when yeah. she's at home, she's at home, as he, and when she's away, as, as Rachel, she's Rachel. There's no crossover, so she she's in this break at the moment yeah. of two weeks without being Rachel can't reach out to Rachel in any way shape or form whereas I can yeah and like tonight <clears throat> I was already for when you came home from work for this podcast I've also told virtually all of my family yeah. all of my family know and they've been very supportive not one single negative at all I know you've told most of your family much, yeah. apart from your dad which obviously is a bit he's old don't know if you understand yeah um so I, but I'm still very reluctant to let the world know, which I know a few times you just want to tell the world. Yeah. And I'm reluctant to because of my work. I don't know how people would accept it. There's certain people that have made a few comments that I work with that I know would not accept it. Um, so I've kept it quiet. Whereas at one point I thought, oh, can I tell my work colleagues? And then a couple of these comments were made and I thought, no, I can't. So there is this sort of secret I have to keep, which I don't like. I won't go out locally with you dressed as Carla. Um, Torovieck is fine because I don't know anyone there. I'm never going to meet anyone there. And you can go anywhere with Rachel because by association, no one would recognise no, you. No. But if you went with me, I think the first thought would be, is that a husband? Yeah. Do you ever feel just just the Do you ever feel um, that I'm I'm it's unsafe for me being out? Do you ever feel? I have. I have thought <coughs> that when you and Rachel go out in Torvieka, I have thought that sometimes maybe when you're walking home from the bars, the two of you walking along the street, you've never told me anything's ever happened. So, and I've sometimes worried about if people will take the Mickey or start making comments, but. It doesn't seem to have happened, as far as I know. You can count the mine comments on one hand. It's yeah. more And you do get looks. When we went stuff. to Alicante and yeah. Benidorm, especially Benidorm, even though we were in the gay quarter most pride. of the time, and it's it pride, pride, you were getting a lot of looks, and a lot of people would sit down at a table to have our breakfast, and people would be looking. But they only have a look, and then they carry on with the conversation. It's just more yeah. curiosity than anything. There's no nastiness or malice or anything like that it's just curious right. and i've probably done it myself when i've seen somebody who looks a bit different you do a second take don't you yeah you're just like oh yeah yeah and i've noticed since it came out there's a lot of women that look like men a lot more women look yeah. like men and i th and i get i it's, it's a strange one you can't help your feelings i feel resentful yeah towards them because they look like men yet they'll never be although yeah, i do could. know Going back to that Ricky Gervais thing, I do know of stories of women going into women's toilets and being confronted by women saying, you shouldn't be in here. And that's what those sorts of things I've do. I've never heard that. Ever. No, I heard another one today over it. But I, I go looking for it, you see. Yeah. So, But it's it's minor. It's, 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 and you were saying about people you know wouldn't accept it. I think a lot more would than you think. But... It would change your relationship and your dynamics. Yeah. I think that's the biggie. Because yeah. you've sent me to do work for you. Yeah, I've sent you to go and look at houses and do bits and pieces. Yeah. But I like, tonight I've got to check in some guests and I'm not feeling well and I could just do a going to bed. And because you're dressed as Carla, normally I would say to you, oh, will you go and do that checking for me? Well, tonight I won't because I'm scared of getting a comment on a review or something. I don't think anyone would think anything of it but you never know and I don't want anything to come back on the owners if they said oh this trans person or man dressed as a woman checked us in I don't know I just don't mm. I don't want that crossover yeah I know of people that live as trans permanently we all yeah, know of one we know so yeah. you know and they and they do get commented on you know quite nastily I've yeah, worked, I worked in an office yeah I worked in an office and people were always going oh blah 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 and they make some nasty comments and stuff and I wouldn't want that people to be saying that about you but you know 
she's accepted as a woman and she runs her life as a woman. So, but I don't want that. That's not what I want in my life. That's interesting. Nobody knows your history, but sometimes you have to give a, give out your history to to someone. If you were a transgender woman who had the full hit, and including the legal, well, I won't say the full hit, the the, the legal definition forget operations and stuff you change officially from male to female you don't have to tell anyone so how would people know but well, people know her as the yeah, male exactly and that's was. the issue it's like sports oh, people. she used to be so and so for women to compete in sports they have to say i was a man before and that's real anomaly that is because by law in the uk especially it's illegal to out somebody as transgender. It's illegal to ask them if they were male in a previous life. Yet you have to tell them you were male in a previous life to be able to compete in female sport. And it's it's one of those anomalies. Well, it's like um, Bruce Jenner, isn't it? Everyone knows him as Bruce Jenner, and now he's <coughs> transitioned. And then there was the boxer promoter, wasn't there? T- t- Frank. Um, was it Frank t- someone? Oh, Maloney. Um, yeah. Ke- Ke- Kelly Maloney. Kelly Maloney, yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. A very masculine. And area. that's a, well, there's two examples of people who were masculine. Jobs. What what was Bruce Jenner was an athlete. Yeah, he was an athlete. So and and a boxing promoter. I was a police officer, <laughs> mm. but then I was a nurse as well. So there's the balance, isn't it? You know. So. So um, okay. Um, so you've, you've pretty much answered the next one. How does it affect you now? That's pretty much our lives, isn't now it? Now it's, uh, I live with it. Um, you, you let me, you, you're out all day. And as far as you're concerned, I could. See, my my answer to you saying I would like to do it more. You never actually say it to me, but I, know, I listen to your podcast and I hear you and Rachel and I know what we say. Oh, I'd love to do this. or I'd love to do that. And, and my answer to that is. You can spend all day dressed as Carla. You can do the housework dressed as Carla. You can flit around doing whatever you do all day as Carla. Nobody would know. But I don't think you actually want to do that because it's a lot of hassle. You've got to do the shaving and all that. Because every day, if you wanted to, while I was at work, even, you know, there's nothing to stop you. We sit next to each other on the sofa watching telly all night. It makes no difference whether you're the male side or Carla. So you could do it a lot more than you do, but you choose not to. Damn slowly but surely. We've had this issue over clothes, haven't we? Yeah. I'd have to buy a whole new... You've got more clothes than anyone I know. Our wardrobe now is full to burst. But I haven't got casual sort of exercise stuff. I've started that now, but the exercise stuff I could stay in all day and then all evening. And in the winter you had pyjamas that you used to just put your pyjamas on and... And I think Rachel said it last, it was a couple of weeks ago on a podcast, is she used to strive for perfection every time she was Rachel. And you don't need to be fully glam, fully made up to be Rachel Locarly. You could just put a little bit of makeup. I don't wear full makeup. On a Saturday night, I'll do more makeup than I normally do and I'll curl my hair. But I don't do that every day. So you could just do like a a toned down version of it. (laughs) Without knowing the answer that's going to come up. It's seeing yourself in the mirror and not fully, you I'm know. Happy with it. No, um, I if I didn't wear the wig, and then we're we're coming in in a few weeks' time. It'll be thirty to forty. It was thirty-one yesterday. A bit cooler today, late twenties, twenty-eight. But it's going to be forty degrees non-time, and I'm going to be sat in here with a full wig on, and a, you know, I'll do it. But to do that every night. Well, it's like in the summer when I go to work, I literally, first thing I do in the morning is put my hair in a ponytail because I can't stand it's too hot having it around my neck. So I'll always put my hair in a ponytail the whole summer or put my hair up the whole summer. Um, So so there might be a way that you could put your wig up in a clasp and just put it up. Yeah, I do feel that. It's nice. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Feminization of the face would help, but that's operations. Um, breast implants would help, that's operations and money. And then I'd probably be happier to do it without makeup and stuff. No, I know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But that it's psychologically looking in the mirror 
and going, okay, I've got a girly top on, a girly skirt on, and it's so hot I can't put... I mean, I could look like Annie Lennox, couldn't I? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I suppose that's maybe that I've got to get it into my head. Look like Annie Lennox or Sinead O'Connor. And they're both very beautiful women Yeah. in their own right. Yeah. And actually, it's going to sound really weird, though. That woman that came around yesterday, she, she had very short hair, didn't she? She looked yeah. quite amazing, didn't she, with that yeah. very short... You could sobering. maybe even look at getting a really short wig. Yeah, just for the summer. Yeah. yeah. Just for the summer. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, and we've covered that. I live two lives almost. Do you ever feel like that? One thing I don't like, and we had quite a bit of a heated argument in the very early days was when you when you're your male part and you still keep a little bit of Carla and I know Rachel said that like oh wear a little talisman or I'll wear girly knickers or something but when I see you in your male part with your necklace on from the night before or we went out the other day shopping and you had nail varnish on your feet and stuff like that. That I don't like. To me, it's when quite... you're your male part, I want you to be your male it's very part. Fun. That's one of my frustrations because when I put nail varnish on and I have to take it off the next day because I'm going out or doing stuff. But that that's very close. The, the pink nail varnish I've got on my feet, which we went out the other yeah. day in, in sandals that's very no one would notice unless they really no, looked really. so I've, i think it's because you were trying that's shoes quite on. A, yeah but i I've, probably didn't even notice when you had your sandals yes on. but i was trying women's shoes on wasn't i yeah in, 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 yeah but you'd been walking around in your men's sandals and i didn't really notice it because yeah. i was looking at your feet then yeah, yeah so i didn't really notice it and you could have like men have manicures men have shiny yeah. nails yeah men so you could have but you know it's like a few times I was like, someone's coming around, you need to take your nail varnish off, or the builders are coming, or someone's coming, you need to take your nail varnish off first thing. And I sort of panicked, because you used to wear, like, bright pink and bright blue, and it's like, you could probably get, <laughs> excuse me, you could get away with black, or I think you're black, clear. like a gothy thing, isn't it? Yeah. If I wear a black Sabbath t-shirt and have yeah. black fingernails, it's probably I think you okay. went out one night doing that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I need a clear nail varnish, don't I? And that would suffice. Yeah. Something very... Then you think almost, not quite that, because you can tell that, but yeah. quite a... And the lipstick, wasn't it? Do you remember that? Yeah, you started trying to get away with it. It was a lipstick. very... You, you didn't notice for I the didn't, first. I didn't, first of all. And then... Um, then I started to notice it, and then that really annoyed me because it's like you're taking the mickey now. You're out as your male part, and yeah. you've got lipstick on, and you're just taking the mickey. You push, you're pushing your boundaries to see what you can get away I was, with. I was trying, and to yeah. me, that was taking the mickey out of me because you're pushing the boundaries of me. What but I thought she, if you didn't get, notice, it would be notice? quite. It would be nice for me if you didn't notice. I was. Mm. But do you not feel that when you're your male side, you are your male side? Why does Carla have to come in on that. I don't. <laughs> you just want to be Carla all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not all you know. It's not even that. It's 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 more of a she's she's always there. That's the difference. I can put a I bought one the other day, didn't I? Black Sabbath t-shirt. Yeah. And I could wear that, but Carla's there. Because you she said to me, anywhere. you said to me, I can't remember what it was, you went to give me a hug or a kiss or something and I wouldn't. And you're like, it's still me, it's still me, I don't see that. No, I don't it's always see... been me, Carl's yeah, always been I there. Yeah, but I don't see that. It's to me, that there's you. two, you've got two people, two lines, your male side yeah. and your Carla, and I don't want them to cross over. And, you know, when you say to me, oh, it's still me, I don't see that, I don't want. The only difference is you know now. Yeah. And that, and you didn't before, and and and, and you know vis- visibly, and you can hang your, vis- you can see it now. Yeah, you couldn't before. It's an interesting one that because I've just for the but first I think, time. I think it's a, to me, it's showing a bit of respect because you know that when I'm going out with you as your male side, mm. I'm going out with you as your male side. We're sort of set so then a little to try bit and now. try and push yeah. it or take the mickey to me wasn't showing me respect. So. But we've sorted that now, so. Yeah, yeah. It's it, 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 it's a funny one, isn't it? I mean, I, when I'm when I'm him, um, Carla's always there. But when I'm Carla, Paul's nowhere. And it's really weird. Oh, yeah. When you said it first, sorry, I don't care. Um, it's my my yeah my drab name. Yeah. You know, when I dress in drab, 
The only thing I've got written down from ages ago is you, it was you that has encouraged me, um, which I found really weird considering you weren't really happy with it. Do you remember that time you sent me out to do the bins? Well, yeah. I'd only been out about a month. I made you go down the street to do the... I dared you to go down to... I think I'd had a few drinks. I was like, <laughs> go to the bins! And then you went down and then a car pulled up really slowly and you shit <laughs> Again, and then a police car pulled, drove up. Oh my god! And I'm like, oh god, they want me. They found the old person's bullet in someone's phone. The police and their ears. The but I have sent you out to do go. jobs. Yeah, um, yeah. I love it now. When I'm, we go I'm, shopping, it sort of annoys me a bit that you're just not interested in the male <laughs> side of the shops anymore. I mean, I forced you last week to go and buy male. It's clothes. practical more than anything, um, isn't it? I go in, I get it. I try it on, and then that's it. It's practical. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, I better have something to eat, otherwise I'll be starving. It's practical. Yeah. Whereas it's an absolute pleasure going out to shop for clothes as Carla. So I mean, the only good side, there's thing. two good things about Carla, is one, you order a lot of clothes online, and quite often they don't fit, but they fit me. <laughs> so I've got new clothes out of it that I wouldn't have had. And the other thing is when I haven't got any tights, I can say... Got any tights I could you borrow. have done that a couple of times, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. clothes and shoes were sort of different sizes, so it doesn't really work no, that way. But no. I'm a size bigger up, up top, yeah. Um, and um, you would express shock that I was at 14 down below, didn't you? So, yeah. for a skirt the other day, yeah, especially because you normally say you've got big thighs, yeah, yeah, but it was a floaty, uh-huh. wasn't it? The blue, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's different when it's like a. Yeah, you know, go on, the bracelets, nothing against them. I think that's pretty much covered everything, unless there's anything you'd like to add. I'm, yeah. I feel like it's a police interview. Is there anything like you'd like to say? I think each woman, I mean, for other wives out there, this is purely my perspective on it. I know Rachel's wife has a different take, um, and I know there are women that won't accept it at all. Do you and find the support with, with Rachel's wife? Yeah, because we can have a bitch about you both when, when, yeah. when you're not there. So it's nice to have someone to talk to. And sometimes I do feel I'd like to, to talk to someone else, maybe get counselling or something about longer term things stuff. for the future and stuff. I know a, some a very old Facebook friend whose husband came out as trans and they live their lives completely as two women. She's completely, like, rejected her male self. I wouldn't do that. But so... I'll what I'm time. saying now, no, no, <laughs> don't even think about it. But so what I'm saying now is purely my own personal point of view, and it's up to other women how they want to take it. So, you know, it's not a this is how you should do it or how you should deal with it because some women will take it better, other women will take it worse. Yeah. So. And the one thing I've always said, and the advice is always, if it's you, come out as soon as you meet somebody. I met you in I 2010. I being very angry <clears throat> at one point that you hadn't told me before we got married. Yeah. And I felt that was very unfair and you were going into a relationship with this massive secret that you not tricked me into getting married yeah, to you, exactly. but I did feel very angry that you hadn't told me. But I know if you'd have told me when we first met, I probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have gone anywhere. Mile. And I know that you didn't withhold it secret purposefully you thought you would never be able to come out no I thought so you I always thought you'd have a secret for the rest of your life yeah. and you'd never tell me exactly. so there was never a reason for me to know and obviously then lockdown happened and it got a bit too much for you so you had to tell me so no, it, it's... and um i've accepted no, it i've accepted no, it as much it's as i so have hard and maybe retirement had something to do with it as well you know i don't know um it's, it's very difficult that they're coming out. The, the, the advice is always to tell your partner in an early stage of a relationship. But if you don't think you can do it, I mean, I remember you, you, you know, you'd go to work when you first came here and I'd spend hours in your leather, short leather skirt. And because your clothes never fitted, I would try the biggest, baggiest t shirts I had with, with, with bloody socks. In your brow, bras, and 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 no. Oh, anyway, right. Okay. Um. Oh, thank you very much. That's, That's okay. been amazing. Um. 
as per usual, we pick, well, I pick a song for this week. I won't go into the rigmarole of what happened 10 years ago. I will just say May the 27th, which is, what day is May the 27th? Is that two days on Friday? Um, the May the 27th is the anniversary of um, God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols. Well, it's really song. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Which came out for the Queen's Jubilee. Well, there's a Jubilee again this year. Um, you know my thoughts on the monarchy, so we won't go there. But um, God Save the Queen was released on May the 27th. Got to number one, but the BBC and the people involved didn't have a number one that week. Put it at number two, blank, and kept Rod Stewart at number one. Um, so, and they've re-released it, so uh, you know what to do. <laughs> have they? Well, for the... Yeah, it won't get anywhere. It's not. It's not well, being publicised. The character, the song that they've chosen is "Sweet Caroline," which is bizarre it? it's because bizarre. it's been adopted by footballers yeah. for football. You know, football fans. I don't, a football I don't song. see what that's got to do with the jubilee. But... Exactly. Yeah, anyway, anyway, that's not my choice. Um, I mean, it's coincided with the jubilee, and it's it gave us kids. I was fifteen. A sense of challenging authority and being different, which I hang on to this day, and it was my dad's reaction to it. I'll hold in my heart, <laughs> and you think there's something right when everybody's parents rebel. Like yeah, you're doing something right. And um, the ta- the song I picked this week is called "Time After Time" by Cindy Lauper. Um, it's simply because of the person I got sat in front of me. Um, it's about unconditional love, um, and it's the, the chorus. If you're lost, I'm going. I'm going to fill up. <laughs> <laughs> If you're lost, you can look and you will find me time after time. If you fall, I will catch you. I'll be waiting time after time. If you're lost, you can look and you will find me time after time. If you fall, I will catch you. I'll be waiting time after time. So enjoy that song. It's one of the great love songs. And um, back as normal next week. So love to you all. From Carla and my lovely wife. Bye.